What is better than 20 bands for $10? 20 bands for $5. And- Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you doing, Hector? I'm doing fantastic. That's a complete lie, but I'm not going to tell you why I'm not doing fantastic. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to vent. <laughs> That's fair. But I am actually in a pretty good mood because um, you and I, we're uh, playing a little thing called Sunfest, aren't a we? A little, little, wee, little wee festival called Sunfest. It's only been around for like, you know, 40 years or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm super fun. stoked about it. Um, I think you... I think it was like it's like one of those things for you where it was like a almost like a lifetime dream to do it, isn't it? Kind of. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, in in terms of lifetime dreams, there's a lot bigger and more amazing venues that I'd like to play, like Wembley Stadium. Um, but uh, in case you guys are listening out there, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I was born and raised in the area. I you know, Sunfest as long as I can remember. I mean, Sunfest has been around for forty years, so this is our fortieth year. So it's as long as I can remember. Um, you know, Sunfest has been here, and it's yeah, and it's generally some pretty big national acts and stuff. And so it's always been you know in the back of my head, like man, it'd be cool to play you know one of those stages one day. And then a couple of years ago, they started doing the local uh, the local thing where they were pulling a handful of five, six, seven, eight, nine bands or whatever it was locally, and 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 you know getting them on there. And so we started applying, and uh, lo and behold, we got on this year. And, yeah. And so we're going to be playing on uh, May the fourth yeah. at one forty five. We have I think it's a forty five minute set, and we're playing on the uh, on the Forge stage, which is the ginormous stage, which is awesome. Oh, sick! <laughs> yeah, That's dude, I'm, awesome. I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I I obviously wasn't born and raised down here. But despite the fact, <laughs> I know, I was born in Loxahatchee. I mean, I, I, I kind of sensed a little bit of a Florida accent there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it's, it, I've been to Sunfest a bunch of times and it seems really cool. And um, I'm definitely jealous when other bands get to play it. So uh, it's nice to join. We will have joined the ranks of the Sunfest alumni. Yeah, yeah, man. Which is rad. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, I don't want to over talk it because something will end up happening. Right. <laughs> it, it'll rain it'll rain and then there'll be like three people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I think it'll be good. Um and uh Billy Idol's playing, Nelly's playing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Third, yeah. Third Eye Blind. Yeah. Um Oh, and Fox Maple. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Our friends Sa- Sally, uh, our Sally. friend Sally. She's she's playing Sunfest, which is just crazy. Yeah. We're all playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fun, man. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Good times. No doubt, man. No doubt about it. This weekend we played uh O'Shea's and Paddy Max. Yes. And um Paddy Max was great, busy. It was busy. It was busy Saturday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really buzzing. and um, It's definitely season, you can tell. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was, it was busy. You know, it's a weird thing because it's been, there's been a lot of cars down here recently, but not like a lot of people out in the bars. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly it's hit. Now all of a sudden all the people who go out are starting to go out. Yeah. Because I was really weirded out. It's like the same with Christie's uh, Marina. It just doesn't seem like people were really spending money. Yeah. yeah, it's probably you know something to do with the economy or something. I don't know, but there was, wasn't that many people out, and um, and but it seems like that uh, the dam has burst, which is yeah, great. oh yeah, for sure. And O'Shea's was pretty busy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both were, oh, of course. Yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun this weekend. You know, like those kind of places for Kilbillies work. You, you know, we we seem like yeah. we're meant to be in in O'Shea's and Paddy Max. It makes sense. We're like part of the furniture at this point. Oh, for sure. 
And then Sunday you did a singer-songwriter showcase? Yeah. So the story of that is um, I have a student called Krista Fidel, and um, her son is the drummer for Scattered Light. It's oh, Asher. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and um, who actually came to the gig. But um, we were talking in the lesson about how do we get how do we get some gigs for her because um she has quite an original take on it you know she plays folk music and um it's not all originals but the way she does it is very original sure 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 and it's not it's not necessarily something that totally makes sense for three or four hours in the corner of a bar yeah um so we were trying to figure out what to do and i called uh good old ricky and he uh he goes, okay, well, we're going to do a gig then, then, and then, and it was done. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, he goes, he's, he's, I'll play it, Dom will play it, you'll play it, she'll play it. And, and, yeah, he's, and, he's good about that. And Emma played it. Yeah. Emma Moon, how's it going? It's going good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first time we ever met was a couple of days ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty recently. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, we just so happen to have no, no booking and... Um, which is, I don't know what happened because, you know, it's months into the future we have bookings. It was just nothing this weekend. You dropped the ball. Uh, that's what happened. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I was trying to pretend like there was oh, something Oh, else. I'm sorry. No, no. The, <laughs> the, the ball was just dropped by someone. Yeah, someone. It wasn't know, us. Maybe Hector. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, anyway, it turned out we were free. And then um, I asked you at the show, having watched you play, you were amazing, by the way. Thank fantastic. You. And... Um, and you were like, all right, I can make that happen. Yeah. And you did. I, <laughs> I did. I hope I didn't make t- your life too much of a misery with that one. No, it wasn't. I had a, it was a pretty cool opportunity. I couldn't turn it down. Yeah, put so. it there, man. <laughs> all right. So um, how long have you been playing music? Like, um, did, did you grow up with it? Like, are your parents musical? Um, so not really. My dad kind of would play guitar and kind of sing to us. And I kind of grew up surrounded by, like, Hannah Montana and all that. So I think I always was singing, like, in the shower or just little things like that. Taylor Swift was a big factor of that. Sure. Um, I think think the fact that your dad used to sing and play is huge. Just having someone around the house who can do it a bit and, you know, gets the guitar out every once in a while, I think it makes a big difference. Totally does. And it was fun. It was a great bonding thing. And... um, it never was something serious until fourth grade. I wrote a song and I sang it for a pep rally, and my parents came and that's when they were like, "Oh, this is this is for real," you know, because oh, I got in, I got up in front of my whole school. Um, and we, we nervous? Yes, <laughs> always. I think I was so nervous. I remember right beforehand. I think I felt like I was going to throw up. Yeah. But I was always a really sassy, spunky kid, so. It wasn't that scary. Well, it was, but I, I did it and it mean. was amazing. It was an awesome feeling. And then from there, that was in New Jersey. We How moved old were you at this point? I was fourth grade. What is that, like 10? Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I was like a, I was a baby. And um, then we went to, we moved to Florida. And this is you playing guitar and singing at the same time? No, I didn't learn guitar yet. I played okay. like a, a background. Gotcha. Um, okay. But... So then we moved to Florida, and then I went to a school that had theater Yeah. in, in middle school. So I got into that. It wasn't my favorite thing, but it was fun. It was a way to sing more. But sure. I didn't actually um, 
touch the guitar till sixth grade. My okay. dad surprised me, and my first song was a Taylor Swift song. There you go. <laughs> so. That's a lot of people's first songs. A lot of the girls that I teach, you know, on piano and guitar, that's what they want to learn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm more than happy to teach it. The songs are solid, you know, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you go and see her on this recent tour? I did. I did see her. I went with my dad and my sister. My dad is such like a girl dad. I don't know if you've ever heard that term. Uh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> he like came with us. He had like a little outfit on. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And he knows the Toast of songs. He's singing them. Oh, brilliant. So he's the best. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love that. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd go on my own, but if I had daughters <laughs> and they wanted to go, I would definitely go. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun, man. Um, all right, so uh, Taylor Swift was a big influence. Um, who else, when in your younger years, would you say, like, really kind of um, inspired you? Okay. Um, I, I watched a lot of Disney as a kid. Right. And I felt like Disney, the movies and everything, had a lot of music. Sure. So I feel like that definitely inspired me. But well, Your music does have this kind of epic quality to it. And every now and again, it reminds me of Adele as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that comparison. <laughs> yeah. You got um, a very strong voice. Oh, thank you. I feel like I tried to, for a while, I feel like people would tell me I was too loud. So oh, really? I, yeah, I kind of went through a phase where I quieted my voice a lot. That's like the opposite um, problem most people have. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I got into Phoebe Bridgers and I was just like, you know, I'm going to sing more like this now. And it's nice. Sometimes I sing like that, but I'm feeling my voice again and stepping into that. And it's okay to be super loud, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I think, you know, dynamics is the key at the end of mm-hmm. the day. You know, it's it's good to have dynamics. The it can it, it can get you know if you just stay one volume for hours and hours on end, then yeah. you get a bit dull. So so having that range is a useful thing mm-hmm. to have. That's great. And I did notice that actually when I was doing your sound, at, um, at, because I was the sound guy at that show on Sunday. Yeah. And um, I noticed that you, you know you were making good use of dynamics with your mm-hmm. voice. It was you'd have the quiet bits and then you'd start belting and everything yeah. was cool. Luckily, there's a compressor on the mic input, so I could I was able to handle it without too much yeah, trouble. Good. <laughs> yeah, good. I know it's. I feel like handling it can be tricky. So. <laughs> I um, that's the first time we've ever used that speaker really for its intended purpose because like a singer songwriter night where all you need is just acoustic guitar and vocals. Yeah. That th- that speaker, that EV Evolve, is perfect. Oh, our tower? Is yeah, that what yeah. you used? Okay, yeah. It's nice. literally perfect for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and easy has, to set up. Yeah. And I didn't even need to use the Killbillies input because there's like six other ones. Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool. And it sounded amazing through the thing. But, um, yeah, because when we do Killbillies, you know, we've got a separate board and, mm-hmm. and we're really just using it for the loudspeaker. But... Those those speakers that they have a really good mixer on there, you know, they've got EQ and compression and reverb and everything. It's great. So uh, sorry, that's a bit boring. No, you're good. <laughs> it's not really good. I'm wanting to learn more of the technical stuff. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm. It's all kind of intimidating. So. Well, I think that is. You know what it is? Just time. Mm-hmm. Like time and w- just like anything, putting some work into it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, did you ever like when you were sort of in your teenage years? Did you did you stick with guitar lessons or did you figure it out yourself? Um, so I did guitar lessons when I started, um, 
And I feel like I got to a point where I knew the basics. I was just like, I'm good. I got kind of bored of wanting to practice a lot. So I stuck with the basics. I knew my chords. I knew enough to, if I wanted to watch a tutorial, I could. Yeah. Um, And I got really comfortable with that, which is nice because I have my foundation really well. But I'm actually, I, because I'm on a gap year right now. Um, yeah. I went to college last year and the school is not for me. So gotcha. I'm taking a gap year and I decided, you know, like I have the time. Why not invest in myself? So I'm taking guitar lessons and piano lessons nice. at the same time. Cause I did the same thing. I went to university for a year mm-hmm. and not quite a year, you know, <laughs> and then I and then I left. I took a year out and then went back. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, best thing I ever did. I changed yeah. changed what I was going to study and everything. And I and I was a bit older when I went back, so mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, I I was just I applied myself more. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I had to laugh because like I went for a year, and then I took about twenty years off, <laughs> <laughs> and, then I, and then I went back. <laughs> you did actually go back. I did actually go back. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, nice one, dude. Yeah. Um. What, what were you studying again? I was studying psychology. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like, I know I love music. I know I want to help in such in some way. Yeah. So I thought, oh, psychology—that's the perfect route. Yeah. And it was like it was fine. I just was kind of bored, and I think it was just taking this gap year that I realized I love music. I want to study music business. I think because I didn't realize that as an artist, I'm a business, and I want to learn like the uh. marketing and. Stuff like that, and who knows, I might change it a bunch of times. I'm not sure. I'm not too worried, though. I I always have just, like, go with the flow. So would you say that as an artist, would you say you identify as an artist and that's what's going to be your thing? Yeah. That's awesome. It's great to know that at this age, A. And um, I felt the same way at your age. I just knew it was going to be the thing I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, And I just stuck at it. And, you know really please do the same sometimes it can get a bit sticky and difficult but it's a good life you know yeah. you get to express yourself mm-hmm. it's fantastic yeah i agree you know you get to do your passion and i think music like doing that it's such a beautiful healing thing you know you touch people especially like when you write something or even just singing like you always have those times where it's like eh but yeah. the good times are just so fulfilling you know yeah for sure so i was gonna say you were talking about you were taking psychiatry because you wanted to help people yeah. in some way. And I mean, you can help people through music. <laughs> exactly. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. so you could do both, you know? I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I did in the couple of years after I got sober and every now and again, I'll, I'll still do it is, um, going to rehabs and, um, and, and sort of telling my story through mm-hmm. song kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll do these. It was, it was something that a friend of mine, Carl, introduced me to um because music is a very healing thing and you know that there's there's like healing in the sort of literal sense that this sound waves can be good for you but really it more in that kind of psychological way where it it breaks up the day and it it helps people get in touch with their emotions exactly and 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 it it brings togetherness you know it can help build the community and stuff like that in in there with between between the people who are in these treatment places and um yeah man i've been, i've done it a bunch of times now and i have a ton of songs that are kind of about my journey with like mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol and stuff so um 
so I just kind of strung them together in an order and it's like it tells a story. But, um, so with you, um, when it comes to playing music, have you got any uh, sort of approach when it comes to, like, are you sober or what's this? Um, okay, definitely. Um, this is something I kind of struggle with. I'm an all or nothing kind of person and I'm sure. currently kind of figuring this out, I guess, trial and error. Um, I feel like, like high school, I had times like I guess freshman, sophomore year, like dis- uh, discovering substances and stuff. Yeah. I've always been someone who wants to escape, I guess. Yeah. So it's hard for me to use something in a in a light way. Oh, yeah. Because then when I feel good, I'm like, oh, I always want to feel this way. Like, sure. I don't want to, you know, like, oh, I don't have to do anything to feel this way. Let me just like lay in bed and, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think... Um, I did realize, though, that I felt so awful all the time. Like, this was end of high school, and then quarantine hit, and I basically just stuck in my house, like, no, like, friends, nothing, and I kind of just, like, took a step away from all that and kind of did some introspection. Excellent. And, um, you know, I, I felt really good, but then I I feel like I tend to fall into patterns where I'll be, like, kind of like sort of sober for like a while and I'm feeling great you know I'm on my on my stuff I'm super productive really like at peace and then I kind of am craving at the same time like an escape and so it's like the minute I start going down that route I kind of just pause everything else in my life and I just ignore everything I ignore my passions I stop like taking care of myself yeah and it's just like partying or any type of substances and it's hard because I, it's just a struggle. And, you know, I know that, like, I'm young and it's, I'll figure well, it out as I go. you have a remarkably uh, mature understanding of it for someone your age, to be honest with you. Thank you. Um, and, and it is, um, it's a tricky world. And, and if you know that about yourself, then what I would say to you is, uh, you know, that be aware of it and lean into it because it's not, it's not like that kind of stuff ever gets better. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely something to, something to uh, keep an eye on there. But, you know, I, I, I went on with it for way, way too long, way, mm-hmm. way past my sober day on the drinking and everything and, and drugging. It. But, you know, I was like 39 before I finally packed it in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, you know, more power to you that you're even thinking about it at this age. Yeah. Because when I was your age, I wasn't thinking about it at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> you know, I was just doing it. <laughs> I get it. I guess that's also kind of what's hard is because, like, my age, everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. saying, like, it's more of, like, so it's everywhere. It's, like, social events that's or problem, this yeah. and that. Or, like, I feel like you think of fun and it's only with substances. Yeah. You know? And it's hard because, like, I want to also, like, have fun and do this and that. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I'm always kind of tugged. So I'm trying to, like, figure out a way to have moderation. We'll see, you know. I'm just being gentle with myself and figuring it out. We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. I will say, though, like, um, you know, just just from a different point of view, um, you know, I've I've been fortunate, I guess, in life that I've been able to um, enjoy stuff when I want to enjoy stuff and, you know, not do it when I shouldn't be doing it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So, you know, the moderation thing has always been – 
I, I guess, you know, my, my superpower, if you will. Um, you know, it's, it's always been a good thing. You're lucky um, devil. Yeah, for real. But, <laughs> I know. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, a perfect example, like, I, you know, I almost never drink. I just went on a cruise with a bunch of friends. And, I mean, we drank, like, the entire uh-huh. cruise. And then I came home and I haven't touched the stuff since. You know, like, I, I, like I, I'm good about that stuff. Yeah. That being said, um, you know, a couple of things. One is, you know, you're talking about that, that you want to feel good and that, that mm-hmm. good feeling, whatever. Um, I know for me, and and Ben will attest to this, I can be in the absolute worst mood ever, ready to like just kill everyone around me. And then we start playing. I walk into the gig and I'm pissed off and I'm tossing things around. And as soon as we play the first like three notes, yeah. I'm like big smile and I'm mm-hmm. like, woohoo, you know, like it just puts me in such a good mood. So, A, there's there's your drug of choice right mm-hmm. there is music. And I if that's agree. what you want to do, there One you go. One good thing about yeah. music, <laughs> when it hits, you feel um, no pain. And then the second thing I was going to say is, um, you know, throughout the years, um, performing in different bands and, and with friends and stuff like that, um, I I have, I always have and still do actually, but I have like an almost debilitating stage fright type thing, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so I would always get to the venue, have a drink start setting up, have another drink, get ready to play, have another drink. By the time we're ready to play our first song, I'm four or five drinks into the night. And then like, you know, if we're playing a three hour set, yeah, yeah, we're not making it to the end. And if we are making it to the end, it's going to be so atrocious. And I, I'll think in my head that it was the most amazing night ever, but I'll yeah. find out later that I sounded like crap and it was terrible. Yeah. You know, you were on the floor. For yeah. Most of the, yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, that that that's where I was at with it too. Is is I was I was drinking away the nerves and the social yeah. Um, what's the word? Um, anxiety. Anxiety. The social anxiety. Yeah. And and then it took me about five or six months, maybe a little longer, to really just. It's like anything. It's a habit, and and if you stay away from it long enough, you just get in the habit of not yeah. doing it. Yeah. You know? well, and then and then after that, you it, you know it's been fine. But I think it's an important distinction that you're, you know, nineteen, and and um, um, and when I was nineteen, it's exactly true. There's all my friends. Like I don't know what. It's difficult. It's difficult to know how to spend time with your friends yeah. and be so especially mm-hmm. because stuff gets so late and you see you know, everyone hanging around like 3am where yeah. you're meant to just sit there and you know yeah it's really it's confusing hard. and I think um, one of the things that um, I they taught me in AA is uh, that uh, if you go somewhere figure out a way to get home like you know, before you mm, leave you know what I mean yeah. so you've got like an exit strategy so that was always helpful for me but anyway um so, you've recorded a few of the a few tunes. Did you record yeah. them all at the same time? Yes, I did. It was okay. I technically recorded five songs at the same time. Three yeah. are out. Two are still um, making their way in the world. <laughs> um, cool. And um, it, tell me a little bit about um, the process of doing the recording. Yes. Okay. Um, so I obviously like I wrote my songs and. It was just like guitar and lyrics and I brought it in and I kind of, he asked me for like an idea of maybe I sent him like some songs if I wanted a certain song to sound like this maybe a little bit. Um, And so I kind of sent some things like that and I guess like a lot of my, I love Coldplay. I love their music. I love that they have like these beautiful sounds and it's just like 
all together. It's just awesome. They're definitely my favorite band. Interesting. And so that was one. Also, like Phoebe Bridgers, I just love the sounds of like pretty instruments and stuff. But we kind of just got there and I like set a recording down on my voice and guitar. And you then kind we played of did around. Like a scratch track, like just yeah. Do, did you did you sing and play at the same time? No, so I um sang and I he played the guitar, which gotcha. is nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we kind of we had fun with it, you know. It was an awesome creative experience in a whole different type of way. Did you already have the songs, or did you write the songs when you were there? Um, I already had them. Yeah, that's awesome. The um, like going to the studio is a magical time. Yeah, it really is. Especially, it, a little bit of the magic's been taken out of it for me these days because really? I do it so often. Yeah. You know, I'm in my house, but I remember those early, early years going in there, and you know, it's just like wow. So the whole point of this mm-hmm. is to make something beautiful. You know, yeah. it's, it's very liberating. It really yeah. is, and you know, I remember I was basically in North Carolina recording for a week, and so I went with my dad and. I would basically be at the studio all day, and then he would pick me up, and then I'll play everything I have, like starting with the scratch tracks, and then maybe the next day, whatever little things we added, like drums. Um, did he have a drum kit set up, or did you do the kind of electronic approach? So he had a, a drummer come in and oh, do nice. that, and then he yeah. played everything else, the bass and whatnot. He even brought out a banjo for one of the songs, oh, wow. which was fun. And then like I was some recording of the, banjo when you were right. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> It's a fun instrument. I feel like it can really like add um, a fun aspect to a song. Yeah, so. totally, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, what, your favorite Taylor Swift. She's no stranger to the banjo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So, so you basically just you laid the songs down, and then yeah. you just started to orchestrate them. Yeah, stuff yeah. And it was. I love that. I, I, I got to have like such a say on the creative process, and. It was it was fun. I loved, especially with the harmonies and doing the vocal stuff. It was awesome. It was, you know, like really, it felt like building this like magical thing. And yeah. it felt so surreal. It was definitely like in my life, if I think of the happiest moments ever, that's like top one, I would say, is that week. Yeah, I you can know? relate to that. Totally. I <laughs> always felt like, you know, in my happiest of happy places we're in the when we were doing i was in a band in england and um when we go into the studio i was just one of the studios we went to was in devon uh-huh. um which is um incidentally the name of your guitar teacher but, yeah but the, the the place devon um yeah and uh and it was just in the middle of nowhere kind of similar situation like a, a house just in a field in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and um yeah, but the, the sole purpose was to get up in the morning, make music, eat some food, and go to bed. And mm-hmm. that was it. And yeah, yeah, I think, you know, if that could have, I would have stayed there for my whole life. Oh my gosh, same. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> my, um, if Jason is watching this, um, <laughs> looking at the camera, um, I literally, I was so sad. I think the last two days I came home, like, I was just crying every night because I was so happy and I was so sad that I would have to leave. Yeah. And so that last day, um, I feel like the whole day we were like recording and finishing things up. I was holding back tears and I knew when I went to say um, bye to Jason, I kind of like tried to make it fast because I knew if I stayed there too long, I would have cried because I'm just, I'm a deep feeler, you know? And I guess as a a writer, that's a great thing because I'm able to really, I guess, write songs that have a lot of feeling to them. But Both me and Hector have 
far more emotional than you would give us yeah. credit for. It's actually embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no. It's actually a little embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's probably why, you know, but a lot of us who make music, you know, our emotions are powerful because it sort of drives us to feel like we need to get it out yeah, there. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah. Totally. Uh, um, I think now is a good time for you to uh, play us a couple of songs. How does that sound? <gasps> That sounds good. All right, shall we? Awesome. Yeah. Soon will pass. Why won't this? 
We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. And it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. All right, so we were just listening to an ad for Live Music Community, which is uh, the place that we're sitting right now. It's a a music school and a studio. Do you have any advice for musicians who are kind of making their way in the world and just starting out? Totally. I totally do. I mean, um, I guess my first thing would be to just show up I feel like it took me so long to start doing stuff because I was so scared for so long 
It started first with writing. I was scared to write because I'm a perfectionist, and if it wasn't perfect, I didn't even want to see it. Yeah. And then I started just, I just told myself, just write. You can't get better at something if you don't just practice, you know? At least you know that you're starting somewhere and you will get better. And so I started that, and that was definitely a milestone for me. And then the next one was actually, like, starting to get gigs. Because I loved, like, open mics, but I was pretty scared about gigs because I didn't understand the equipment or who do I reach out to or it was just all these steps that terrified me. And then I just told myself, you know what, I'm just going to be okay being uncomfortable and being scared. And, you know, I, I learned a lot as I went. And it's okay to not know things, you know. Like, I found musicians and I asked them lots of questions. So my second thing would be, don't be scared to ask, like, find, like, research musicians and ask them questions about, like, even going to, like, Guitar Center and asking them questions or things just to help yourself. Because we all start somewhere, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And yeah. if there's ever a breed of human being that loves talking about music and gear, mm-hmm. it's musicians. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> all you got, true. All you got to do is just get uh, started. Yeah, we'll stop. Exactly. <laughs> One little leading question, and before you know it, we're there for an hour and a half. Yeah, and they're playing about a bunch of lead guitar solos for you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let um, me just quickly show you this technique. That, yeah, that's yeah. Start, that's they start me. mansplaining guitars to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I did that before. So Emma was showing me her guitar, and I just started saying mm. some obnoxious thing about it. I do apologize. Beautiful guitar. Oh, no, I didn't. I promise you, I didn't take any. Like, I don't understand what you did wrong. Like, oh, okay. Was... So I, I'm just very conscious of the fact that I was kind of being a bit of a know-all about it and saying, "Oh, there's a this is better one that has the bass and da da da." Like it was even my place to say something. No, like but that. it didn't come off like that. I feel like everything's delivery. You know, like, yeah. if you came up, you're like, "This is not good." Like you were just like you were. I could tell you were just like. And like, you liked it. You're He's just, fine. Okay. We just like I giving him a hard time. Yeah, I promise <laughs> you're <easy>. fine. <laughs> okay, for you. Um, but yeah, that guitar is really cool. It's a, it's it a PRS, is. right? It's yeah, a what? It's a PR, is it a PRS, a Paul Reed Smith? I think, it, yeah, it is. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And yeah it's, it's, I should know more. It's really nice. Like, I, I haven't seen an acoustic guitar like that really before, and um, mm-hmm. he let me have a go on it, and it is just wonderful. It is wonderful, and I, I feel like I was meant to get it because the reason I got it is... I this is actually so sad and this is why I'm scared to travel with a guitar on a plane because I had a beautiful tailor um and I decided to travel with it and put it under the plane. Was it a tailor baby? Um no, it was like a big tailor. It wasn't even I like lost the G6 a tailor baby minute. on a train and I wanted to really? kill myself. I love <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a big one and I didn't what happened was I thought I could just that the case was protective enough that I could check it under the plane. Oh, no. Yeah, and I thought it would... Be, I think I did it a couple times and it was fine, but then I did it once and all of a sudden I, I get... Because I was flying to my dad's house in New Jersey and I got um, home and I opened it up and it was, like, cracked. Yeah. And it was, it was a pricey one, so it was... Yeah. It took about a year until I got it back and it's at my dad's house and I just... I leave it there. Yeah, um, it's both of ours. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent of the time is fine, but there's always that one time where it's not. My friend yeah. Rocky had a terrible situation happen to him where he arrived in the U.S. and he tours with. You know how, like these days, a lot of people don't even use amps; they just have like yeah. amp simulators instead of an amp. Like it's basically just a pedal that kind of sounds like an amp. Anyway, oh. he has this really—he had this really, really nice one. It was the head rush one, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um. And the cool thing about these pedals, right, is that they um, 
they sort of emulate all the different types of amp that exist, and they have this special thing where they can copy your amp, and mm-hmm. then and then it ends up sounding exactly like your amp. Anyway, super nice thing, and he. Uh, yeah, and then when he got off the plane, there was nowhere to be seen, and they'd lost his luggage. Oh. So he and he's a yeah. professional musician, so he didn't have any of his stuff. But I think he eventually Ooh, got it back. That's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my fears. I would say. I'm going um, on a plane uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow at noon. You are. Yeah, yeah. Going to jolly old England. <laughs> Very fun. I can't wait. So uh, I'm beating beating you to the punch with Europe uh, by about like couple of months when do you leave when do you leave for you so i leave february 16th okay um and i come back like middle of april so it's technically 10 weeks gotcha um so i guess like i'm a little the only thing that makes me a little nervous is i feel like i'm starting to really get like comfortable and gigging and like meeting more people and i'm so scared that since i'm leaving i'm gonna come back and it's all just like i'm gonna lose it um firstly this is Another very strong case for... We, earlier, we were trying to persuade you to bring a guitar with you. Yeah. Firstly, this is another very yes. strong case for bringing a guitar because you might actually come back more confident yeah. because you will have been playing in front of people that you know, you've never met before mm. and, and, you, and you might pick up some tricks from some you know, European people who play guitar. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, if, if I can impart something in you in this visit here to our studio, it's that you should, you should bring this to For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think I will, yeah. Even if you oh. got to go to a pawn shop and buy like a crappy beater guitar to bring with you, just you know, on the off chance that something happens to it, mm-hmm. do it. I mean, okay. it's worth yeah, it. Cause yeah, because you write so, such good songs and you'll be in these situations where a so, you know, you're yeah. surrounded by inspiration. You know? Yeah, I'm so, and since it's great, I'm so emotional because I use it as opportunity to write things. Um, and it's like, that's why a lot of my songs, I'll write them about things that seem bigger than they are but it's just because my feeling's so strong yeah so i tend to exaggerate situations well here this um, is a perfect opportunity to uh, ask you what uh, the two songs that you played are about okay um i played three songs played three songs oh that's right three songs um okay well the first song i wrote oh wait i don't know how they're organized so the first one i sang um i think i'm gonna call it cheap dopamine I did uh, kind of. I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah, I think that. So I kind of found myself in a a rut beginning of this month where I was just like falling into some bad habits, like constantly on my phone and going a bit late and just like kind of looking for little like dopamine fixations that sure. made me feel like worse in the long run. Yeah. And so I kind of wrote that song about that, and also just like, um, like having just like strong feelings and I guess trying to like get these quick um highs from stuff to kind of like escape from it a bit sure um and so i don't know that one it's kind of i kind of let that song take its own route um and but the other one i wrote um i don't know what i might call it change your mind (laughs) i wrote that one did you change your mind about it yeah there's there's probably some people that will like to think that that song is about them but it's really it really is about an experience and I can relate it to so many times in my life. It's I basically wrote it about liking someone and maybe that person is like liking you back, like putting effort in and all of a sudden like you feel something change and you know, you're kind of just like, Oh god, like what did I do wrong? Like you just liked me, now you don't. I, I don't understand and you kind of start questioning yourself 
And um, I kind of wrote it about that. There were certain people that I think triggered it and inspired it. But there's so many like situations in my life that I can relate it to. But in the end, it's an experience. And I, I actually, I shared it at a, a singer-songwriter group. And someone mentioned, they were like, you know, this song makes me sad for you. Like, whoever this is about, it makes me want to say, like, screw them. It makes <laughs> yeah. me wish that you were more sassy in it. And so then I actually, like, he, he gave me a great tip, and I went back and I changed it a bit, and I added a more sassy part to it of, you know, um, what did I do now? Like, um, I'm sick and tired of you always saying I'm so loud. That's, that's you not can the never lyrics, have but... too much sass in life. Yeah, and so, I, you know what, I like that I did that because I, I love writing a good sad song, but I like to add, like, a little bit of, wait, like, I know myself. Like, let me guess. Yeah. Like, I'm done sitting here. Like, what did I do wrong? I know. What you I'm mean. like, no. Like, goodbye. Give us some. Yeah. Give us yeah, some sass. That's the right word. Sass. sass. Yeah, yeah. So thank. I'm very happy I got that advice. And, yeah. Excellent. Oh, and sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm chatting. But the third one was just about. Um, I had like a really hard year when I went to college. I was in a relationship, and it. I wasn't the happiest. I was just like I hit like a low. Yeah. And so. I knew it can be a um, tough year. It was tough for me that first year. Yeah, it was just everything, you know. I I felt like I lost myself completely. I wasn't doing anything I loved, and um, you know, I also lost myself in a relationship. It was just a lot of stuff. Also, like I was partying a lot and substances. Sure. This all sounds very familiar. Yeah, it all. You <laughs> Every know, <laughs> single thing you said was me that year as well. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Glad I'm not alone. It's probably like majority, like so many people too. You know, yeah, just not everyone sure. talks about it, but. I, um, I, when I realized that I like had to make the choice to leave for myself, I like wrote that song about, it's basically about like goodbyes, about endings. And I struggle like with accepting that, you know, most things come to an end. Yeah. Um, and so I, I gave it like a happy thing though, a happy, so someone told me they were like, yeah, because I was told, you know, I was struggling. I was like, I don't want to, um, go through this breakup. I don't want to leave this place. And they, this person told me, you know, well, life's going to move on. Like, you can either sit in your room and be upset for a while or you can mm-hmm. get on it. And so I just kind of wrote that song about how, like, yes, this is a, a goodbye, but it's also a beginning. You yeah. know, it's something – every ending is also a beginning, and you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, it's your choice. Like, yes, I, it's so good to feel your feelings and also feel – but you also want to – you want to fight for yourself a little bit. Yeah. So – Absolutely. Yeah. You got to fight for yourself. No one else will. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your mom. That's about it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's super important. It, that was another thing I learned in recovery is that in order to look after other people, you must first look after yourself. Yeah. You must respect yourself and look after yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough lesson to learn, you know, especially if you kind of have low self-esteem. Yeah. But it's, um, it's an important lesson. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, yeah, cool. So, what's, what are you coming up? What's on the horizon? Um, well... Other than the Europe trip. The Europe trip. I guess, like, I'm I'm hoping to get into this school called Belmont in Nashville. Right. It's honestly the only school I'm applying to, which my family thinks I'm crazy for, but... Hey, man, if you've got a plan B, <laughs> it means you don't believe in plan A. Yes, exactly. I think... When did you say that? I think... Didn't you say that? Last, last yeah, podcast. Last yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was listening to that. Yeah. Oh, actually, I love that. That actually that, stuck with my, me. My son like, said something like that yeah, to me. I, well, we, I got it off Gavin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My son Gavin... Uh, uh, when he when he ended when he finished high school he was uh he was saying he wanted to be a musician and whatever you know he's a drummer and he plays in a, in a band locally and stuff and he was like that that's what I want to do and I said mm-hmm. well that's great but you know you need a fallback plan you need to like have mm-hmm. a career or something that if the music doesn't work out 
you have something, which mm-hmm. was terrible for me to say as a musician, as a musician dad. That was like the worst thing. But but that's exactly what he said to me. Who was like, mm-hmm. he was like, well, if I have a backup plan, wow. then and then he goes, then I've already failed. He's like, oh I've already God. admitted failure, mm-hmm. and he's not wrong. No, yeah. you know what? I don't think he is. Um, I if I think the worry with a lot of parents when someone's that young is that they that they won't. It, they won't. All of a sudden, they'll change their mind and just not want to do it anymore. At which point, they've kind mm. of, you know, screwed themselves. Mm-hmm. But the thing yeah. is, I think you just have to take it on a case by case basis because yeah. some people you just know they they're going to yeah. do it. You know, mm-hmm. like there was no way I was ever doing anything else. Yeah, you know, it's a I, and and my parents could pretty much tell. But then you know, I I didn't veer that far away from it. I did go to university, but I did music at university. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I feel it in you. I think that you're going to stick it out. I think you're yeah. going to go the course. Thank you. I I feel like I have um, a lot of trust in, in life and what's going to happen that I'm not like necessarily too worried or too fixated on um, being scared for if this or that. I think a lot of that happens from looking too far ahead. That's why I have to tell yeah. myself, we're just here right now. You know, I never and I'm happy. I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. And that's what matters. You know, I define success by like happiness and yeah, how you absolutely. feel. The you journey. Know? Yeah, exactly. And so that's on my horizon. So I I feel like um, I hope I get in. I want to do music business there, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, and I guess when I come back from my trip, I have to release two more songs at some point. And I don't know. I want to do more gigs. I'm thinking about I want to find like a band to play with, whether yeah. that's in Nashville or even here. Um, I just think it would be fun and awesome. hundred um, percent. Playing with a band is uh, is a totally different experience. Yeah. It's it's like it's like you're you know a squad, you're a team getting it done, yeah. and, it, and there's there's a real camaraderie and it, it's it's so much fun. I play with um, James and Hector, um, you know, three nights a week, and and. I wouldn't change it for the world, you know. I just get to hang out with my best mates. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know. I'm kind of like wanting the the possible like, connections of that of like yeah. having people do that with. Yeah. Um. You know. Well, Ben's only like in eleven bands, so I'm sure he can. Yeah, they are actually in I am in a right now. But he's in, a, he's in like four or five though. Yeah, I've become one of those <laughs> wow. guys who's like in too many oh my bands. Gosh. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. That's cool, though. Uh, yeah, it is right. It is for right now. Um, I'm I'm enjoying myself very mm-hmm. much. I think, you know, the the big problem with that is, if one of them starts doing really really well, you know that you just gotta. You don't have time for the other ones. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, there's there's a hierarchy with me anyway. With it, it's kill Billy's is the most important, mm-hmm. and then and then kind of everything else. You know what well, I mean? Well, you, you got to say have... that. But if one of the other bands suddenly just <laughs> takes off, kill Billy's isn't gonna be that important. Well, it depends what you mean by takes <laughs> off, because because for example, if one of the other bands like we got a gig, fifty quid a gig supporting some not that big, ska punk band on a tour, I wouldn't go. You know, mm. like so. But if Kilbilly's got something like that, I would go. Yeah. So you know, there it def- there definitely is. Um, That's fair. There definitely is a hierarchy. You, there has to be because yeah, you know, otherwise, um, otherwise you just end up doing like a little bit of nothing. I mean, know? at the end of the day, I don't see any of the other bands playing Sunfest. I'm, I'm just, saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Mm. No, exactly. No, it it really is a 
We're so happy. We're so happy about that. We're and I'm so happy to meet you too. You were um, super cool. And um, when I saw you on Sunday, I was like, oh, brilliant. You know, we can, we can get her on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Maybe she'll want to come. And I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Is the person that, that um, uh, the guy that recorded uh, your songs for you, is he the one that's mixing and mastering or is there someone else doing that or? Um, I think someone else. He like had a friend. He sent it to that he mastered has somebody. it. Okay. Yeah, but I did, it didn't go through me. It was sure. through him. And then, yeah. so are the other two songs same process? He's going to send them to somebody, or has sent them so, to somebody? And yeah, I already have them. I had them. I've had. I recorded them like two years ago. So they're ready to go. Yeah. Just okay. It just took me you. so long too because I'm a perfectionist, and I I was like I put so much love and stuff into this. Like, I don't know how to, I'm scared about the process. Like, how do I market it? What do I yeah. do? You know? How, how, how have you been marketing them? Have you been doing like um, sort of social media campaigns and stuff like that? So I um, was introduced to someone named Verona Rose and she, I'm just putting her on her now. She makes the most gorgeous like um, social media, like content and lyric videos and stuff like nice. that. So um, I basically she's helped me with that and I also have just like had I my best friend Sophia is a photographer which is nice because we when I do shoots with her we have fun with it yeah so you awesome. know and I guess like uh, I'll take time to always like record videos but my biggest thing that I'm figuring out now is I realize that when I record content out of like recording it and trying to like get somewhere I feel like it's so not authentic that I don't record content unless I'm having fun with it okay. and enjoying it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes I do have to be like, okay, like, I think I got to do this right now. Yeah. But, you know, I love it. I think um, it definitely makes a, it makes it more fun and less of a, like, a boring time. Yeah, so now so. you only do it if you're really feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and And... There's a way around that too, is if if you do it when you're really feeling it, you just do a lot that day. Yeah, yeah. Up into bits yes, and then that's what I do. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I I do that. I record yeah. like a bunch of videos, and everyone's like, "Why are you in the same place and in the same outfit?" I'm like, "No, I just went back." And <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what are you saying? We have uh, um, we have a social media person that does all our stuff, and and she does a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. But but there there is a certain. I guess disconnect for lack of a better word of of um of us just being candid, you know, like there's yeah. all these great shots of us and all this great footage of us playing and being on stage and all that kind of stuff, but just the us goofing off and just being ourselves uh -huh. and stuff like that. Yeah, we did it a couple of days so, ago, and, and and I I when we were doing it, I was like, we should do this. More. Well, well, and then when we were on tour, um, like we did it all the time like yeah. every day mm. you were posting two three four times i was driving and you're filming from the back seat and we're like joking yeah. around we're doing stuff you know so it was just there was more there was more i guess connection with the, the yeah connection with the fans connection with the audience yeah. rather than just this stark we're playing here come out we're playing here come yeah. out here's our picture like us follow mm -hmm. us you know like totally man yeah and actually um Danielle's been saying that we need. She's been saying we need some more content. So, uh, <laughs> so I guess this is a timely conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just start. One thing I do is I film my gigs, and like even if you have like a photographer, just come to your gigs and just do stuff. That's the best way to do it because you're so having right. fun. And Danielle and does come stuff. to some of our gigs, and every now and mm -hmm. again, I'll put my phone up. But mm -hmm. I don't put my phone up enough. I should just do it every time. That's what I do. It's yeah. like, and also, you know what? If you have any funny, like, interactions with people, you have it on, like, video, too. Oh, true. That's, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you've had to deal with um, uh, a 
unsavory people. <laughs> unsavory people. <laughs> I mean, That's like it's it. really just at the the square um, that sometimes like people love to linger or um, just like kind of come and like talk to you for thirty minutes when you're like yeah. obviously setting up and you're doing stuff. <laughs> And you know what happens, um, and you know what it, it's it's entertaining sometimes. Yeah. My uh, old band, Sonic Boom Six, we used to call that type of person, and it was kind of joking because it's not like we held any like real ill will. We used to call them punishers because mm-hmm. it's like you could see them coming a mile off. You knew you'd be stuck there for two hours. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. when you see them. Oh, that's yeah, so yeah. true. You ever I... notice though, like people that come up to you at gigs, it like, like almost everybody that comes up to you at gigs, like, it's like they're a singer, they're a guitarist, they yeah. know a guitarist, <gasps> they've played somewhere. Like everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, I play guitar. Yeah, where do you play? Um, well, I mean, I, I I used to, I used to, you know, yeah, or I dabbled, yeah. you know, like it's. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I it's think fun. there is a high, a high percentage of people who want to come and talk to you though will be people who want to talk to you because yeah. they want to seem like that they want you to know that they do it too sure oh you know? yeah they're like, like they need the ego yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. because <laughs> because i've done that before when you know watching bands you you feel like have you ever seen that meme with the the football guy like standing on the side and he's in full gear and he's just watching the game but he's mm. not playing no. Oh my god. Okay. So it's like insert the, meme. The, yeah, there's a guy. Yeah. There's a guy like all his full um uh sort of, you know, hat and shoulder pads and all that. To and he's just to stu- helmets on a hat. <laughs> Sport, Football Mr. hat. Mr. Sports ball. <laughs> yeah, totally. And he's just waiting there like that. And then the game's going on without him and he's like he just looks so sort of miserable because he's not mm. playing. And that's kind of what a musician feels like when they mm. when you go At to a gig. concert, yeah. Yeah, he just kind of you know, all dressed up and nowhere to go. You're not, you not. You know, yeah. you can't jump. All I ever want to do when I'm playing a gig is jump up on stage and play along with them. But mm-hmm. I experienced, I experienced uh, you on that other side of the coin when we went to the Interrupter show because we got to go backstage. Oh and yeah. You were running around like every everybody you talked to back there. You're like, so I got a Scott project, and uh... <laughs> yeah, I did get. It was worth doing though. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna oh, get fun. some of them. It on was it. fun, man. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. That was that was me being a bit lame like that, but. But there, there was, was a motive a to it. There was a purpose to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The Scott Project. I got you. Exactly. <laughs> it was working, baby. Um, all right. So why don't we talk a little bit about the 561 Music Fest? Yeah. I mean, it's a little a little, little festival called 561 Music Festival. This will be the uh, the third one coming up this uh Justin just texted me the meme. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's it. No, that is so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So five six one music festival is happening March thirtieth at Matthews Brewery, uh, featuring Blab Scam, Young Fiction, Killbillies, of course, mm-hmm. Thirty Three Lions, The Little Things Duo, Suicide Bombers, At the Starlight, Exigent Band, Mad Mellow Music, Bear Maze, Killed by Florida, Butch and the Fat Dudes, Bitter Blue Jays, Zoo Peculiar, Mount Sinai, Andy Styron, Smoke Boss Militia, Billy Doom is Dead, and Brayton. And I believe that there's going to be another. Addition, um, someone had to uh, someone had a conflict and had to drop out. So we are going to be adding another band. So we'll we'll announce that soon. Right. Um, once we get that all figured out. But um, but yeah, guys. I mean, 20, 20 bands, two stages, food, drink. Uh, 
you know, and, and, you know, or food options and drink options, I guess, at, at Matthews. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the whole shebang is $10. So 20 bands for $10. Bus. But what is better than 20 bands for $10? 20 bands for $5. And until this Sunday at midnight, um, you know, everybody always waits till the last minute. Well, I'm giving you an opportunity and a reason to be the early bird. So right now, 561musicfest.com or 561musicfestival.com, get your tickets there. And they're only $5 for Five the general bucks. admission. So, I mean, guys, 20 bands all day, two stages, Ooh. and it's 5 bucks. You can't go that wrong. That is 50 cents a band. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, you know, the bands are going to hate it because they're only going to be banking 50 cents. But, you know, I'm only paying them 50 cents. But, uh, no, 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 that's not true. Um, but yeah, I mean, seriously, like, uh, I, 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 I hate sales. I hate Groupons. I hate all that. You know, hey, you know, buy this half off, or whatever. And I always, because I always think to myself, well, if it's if it's half off now, why can't it be half off later? Like, clearly, you could afford it. Right. Um, but uh, this this was more of a. Everybody always seems to wait till the last minute. Like we do have good sales, you know, leading up to the event, but it seems like the bulk of the tickets are always bought like the day before and the day of, which is stressful. Which for is us. very stressful for us because we have a budget, and if the tickets are not purchased, we are out of pocket. We need the money, yo. Um, but but that being said, um, you know, more so more so, just it's it's also good for the bands. You know, um, you know, if the bands are asking us, hey, how are the numbers doing? And I tell them we've sold six tickets, and it's a little demoralizing. Yeah. If the bands ask ask us how are we doing and I say holy crap we've already beat last year's numbers there you know that's that's pretty exciting stuff so I you know I I'm asking you guys to help us help the bands and um you know help us pass last year's numbers um you know we the, got fir- it. the first year was amazing um we had over 600 in attendance we got a break Matthew. the second year was even more exciting we had close to 800 in attendance so um, I, I am. We got to pump the grand. We gotta... chal- yeah, I'm challenging you guys. I'm challenging you guys to get us to a thousand people at the festival. That yeah, would be man. absolutely amazing. And now's your opportunity to do it. You can double the amount of people there for the same price by buying two tickets for ten dollars instead of you know one for ten later. So yeah, that's a yeah. good point. So uh, you can use the code five six one. Music Revolution, all one word, no no spaces. Um, use that code when you check out, and your general admission ticket that's $10 will be only $5, and that is only until midnight Sunday. It will not be repeated. We will not do it again. Um, after that, it's $10. 561 Music Revolution. 561 Music Revolution, baby. We are we are starting the revolution. I like that nice, concise code. Yeah, 561 <laughs> Music Revolution. It's, it is actually a cool code, it's, but it's quite it's, a long code. It's only like 38 syllables it's fine it's fine it's fine man it's fine if you don't have to spell it reach out to us we'll we'll explain it to you before we get out of here um the one thing you were going to mention is emma moon um what what's what's the story there um okay so when i was trying to i didn't want to use my actual name like my first name is emma but i didn't want to use my last name and I was trying to find a cool name. Yeah. When you're trying to find a name, it's the weirdest thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a notes folder on my phone that's so embarrassing because some of the names I was trying to do are just, like, it's a little little strange. But I really love the moon. And yeah. I was I kind of liked it, like, doing Emma Moon. And, but Sounds I, good. Yeah, right? But I wasn't sure, you know, because everything feels weird at first. And yeah. so... When I was at school, I remember I was um, with my friend at my college last year, and I was on the way to Chipotle, and I went through quite 
a lot of times, but I like to, I'm someone that I like Nothing to always to have, yeah, <laughs> I always have my maps on because I just feel secure, even if I know how to get there. I like to have it on. And for some reason this day, it took me a whole different route. And it was strange. It took me through like neighborhoods and back roads. Right. And we started noticing though, the, the street signs were like really cool names. And then, hey, man, I want to ask her, I asked her, hey, like, what do you think of the name Emma Moon? Like, does, does it sound good? The minute we said it, we got to a stop sign and the street sign said moon. And oh, I was like, if that, I wish God. I didn't take a picture of it. I wish I want to go back and find it. Yeah, but that was a know. sign if there was anything. You gotta, you know? you got, it's got to be like an album cover or something. Right. Yeah. Someone said that, but yeah. <laughs> I have to find it. So. That's an absolutely great story, but yeah. I was really hoping it was like Sailor Moon or something. No. Like <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, cool. Because I realized right at the end of the podcast that I hadn't asked you that question. It's a good You're story. Good. But um, yeah, all right. Well, uh, I guess we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. I had a great time. Oh, but it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, keep keep on keeping on. You're doing a great mm. job so far. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you in many years up. to come. Doing yeah, the same thing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. See you Thanks, later. Guys.